live from Studio G in Minnetonka, Minnesota. This is Your Greenhouse Home, the podcast. And I am your host, Jesse, lover of all things green. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Jesse, and we are recording live from Tonkydale Greenhouse in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Remember, we are a garden center located here in the Midwest, and today our guests are John and Travis from Soul Soils. They are a locally owned soil company offering a wide range of soil mixes to meet all of your house plant needs. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming in. We had uh, some technical difficulties here this morning, (laughs) and we made it through. We did it. We have uh, our recording devices all in line, and we are good to go. So, guys, I'm so excited to have you here today. It is April 1st in Minnesota, and we got eight inches of snow (laughs) last night. How do we feel about that? Not thrilled. No comment. (laughs) Not thrilled at all. Anyway, the sun is out, so we're actively melting the snow. And there are still (laughs) gardening things you can do indoors, right? Very much so. (laughs) Okay, guys, so tell me a little bit about your company and uh, how you got started, your origin story. I think origin story started with COVID, uh, and it was really a plant obsession that turned into uh, me just Googling what soil I needed for all these plants I ordered on Etsy, um, and then kind of testing it in my own mixes. And then that was never a plan to start a business. And then John and I were had done a a number of different vacations together as a group with couples and then uh, just talked about, like, should we do something plant-related? Okay. So you started out as a plant parent and you were looking for some inputs to better care for your plant family? Yeah. I mean, it was interesting that, like, you just couldn't buy good soil unless you found a specialty online retailer. Okay, okay. So we live in the same building, so we actually met during COVID at the pool. At the pool, yeah. So he was, (laughs) so over time, you know, Travis was telling me about all his new, his new plant obsession, basically. Right. And how, especially for cacti and succulents, you couldn't buy really high quality soil in the market. He was having to make his own mixes. Yeah, yeah. So he'd already done all this research and I, me with my entrepreneur uh-huh. brain, I've always wanted to start my own business of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, I heard well, you, if you can't find these on the market, you have to kind of make it yourself. And he was already doing this. So we kind of put those two things together. And in summer of 2021, we uh-huh. started this business. You started this business. Yes. And what were some of your first offerings? Uh, I think our cactus mix and our succulent mix. Yeah, we kicked it off with all of them. Oh, you we had did? all of our skews. Okay, you not had everything orchid. available. Not the oh yeah, you're right. Not the orchid. And that was later. The bonsai did that come later? Bonsai, bonsai. was part of the the OG. The original. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Okay. So yeah, we houseplant was our not an original plan, and it is by far our top seller. Your top seller is the houseplant mix. Okay, yes, so sure. tell me about uh, the name of your company, Soul Soils. How did you come up with it? What does it mean? That was John. Yeah, right. we we sat down once we decided we wanted to start a business, and we thought, okay, we need a logo, we need a, a company name, um, we need, you know, so we started designing the logo in PowerPoint, actually, which is in PowerPoint. Yeah. Oh yeah. We awesome. were just bootstrapping from day one. <laughs> yeah. um, but as far as the name goes, yeah, I don't know. I just thought of Soul uh-huh. one day because it means sun in Spanish. Yes. We were very cacti and uh-huh. kind of desert flora focused okay. at, that, okay. at that time, so. Um, and then Travis later found out that soul also means soil in French. In French, yeah. Okay, so it's so a beautiful. It's, like, it's a double multilingual mm-hmm. word. Oh right? yes. Soul also means like 
soul, what's inside yes, you. Yes, I right. know. That's also what makes you who you are. Just felt like a good fit, I think. All and right. then early on with our Gmail, we would always get like, hello, soul. Or like, so John and I would joke like, oh, Mr. Soils. <laughs> like it's a person's name. We're like, obviously it's not Oh, they thought name. it was somebody's yeah, first Yeah, so like someone's oh, Saul or yes, something. Yes, Saul Soils. <laughs> yes. Soul Soils, however. Okay, you're running a company. Both of you also have full-time, like I like, I like to call them real jobs. Because yes. I don't actually consider my job a real job because I don't have it. I don't sit at a desk. I don't have a cubicle. <laughs> my coworkers are the plants. So how is that going? It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yep. Um, got a young one at home too. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> between between that and we both have full time jobs and we're both trying to get this business off the ground. So uh huh. Yeah, not as much sleep as I used to get. Not oh. as much free time as I used to have, but. <laughs> It's been really exciting, and we're yeah, happy about amazing. It. Uh, okay, so you launched in 2020, 2021, 2021. Yes. I'm sorry, all the years are blurring together. <laughs> Here we are in 2023, and how has your business grown? I mean, it's grown by leaps and bounds. Yeah, it was Tonkadale was one of our first oh, like, okay. big customers, and yeah. that was huge for us. Tonkadale is what drove us to get a space. Outside okay. of a condo. <laughs> okay, where you were mixing your own soils. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We started in June of 21, uh-huh. and we moved into our, this, our Skyway spot that you came to uh-huh. a while back in yeah. January of 22. So, so we probably placed our first order in the fall of 2021. October, I think. It October. Was. Yeah. Oh, you have it, you have it marked down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember it. We <laughs> the were golden hand, email. We were hand mixing and handbagging <laughs> out my balcony. We were like, oh my gosh. For the first six oh months. And I remember go. that order <laughs> we got from you guys, it was for like 96 yes. bags maybe, and we were like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Yeah, how are we going to do this? How are we going to fill this? So that was back in the day, and mm-hmm. now how many bags are you shipping out per week? Do you know? Per week? Uh, yeah, it varies. I think we're getting close to like six or 7,000 a month now. Six or 7,000 bags? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. how many customers do you think you're servicing? Like two, 220-ish. Okay. Uh, retailers. retailers. Retailers, yep. Some have multiple locations, and then... Uh, we have about 20, 20 to 25 orders a day on our website. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So thousands of individual customers. That's yeah. amazing. And then do you do, okay, so yeah, we want to talk about the product, but I also want to know, you do you have kind of a one-for-one one give back and like a value proposition that you really lead with. Tell me about that. Yeah, that was from day one, before uh-huh. we knew what the packaging would look like. Um, I found One Tree Planted pretty mm-hmm. quick, which was a, just a cool... They made it so easy. Okay. And one one donation plants one tree, and you pick the continent you want to plant on. Okay. And you pick the project within that continent. It's it's pretty cool. So is it for every, for one bag purchased, you donate one tree? That's correct. So that's a lot of trees. It is. It is. Yeah, we're at seventeen thousand six hundred trees planted. Okay, and uh, maybe it was last week I saw on your Instagram stories you were asked you were polling polling the audience about <laughs> which region. Um, your customers wanted to plant yes. their trees, and you had maybe four different options. And where where did you land for this they last donation? North America. Okay. Um, and then within that, I gave them four options, okay. and they went with um, national forests. Okay. Just broadly national forests. Yeah, they work awesome. with the like National Park Association. So One Tree Planted takes your distribution and then focuses it to kind of where you decide. Mm-hmm. That's yes. awesome. They offer yeah. different options for projects yeah. to support. Yeah. So. Okay, so you can just like so click in pick. and like funnel it to that yes. national park. But it's really cool because they have some projects like in the Pacific Northwest that like help orcas. Uh-huh. So you're thinking planting a tree, how is this helping like mm-hmm. sea life? Right, right. But for whatever they explain, <laughs> yeah. you know, how 
It helps the salmon, which is the food source. Right. Okay. Yeah, very interesting. Well, it's all kind of trickle down, trickle up, that mm-hmm. whole food yeah, chain sure. ecology. That's awesome. So, you know, all the way down at the retail level, our customers know, now know, or hope they know, that every time they buy a bag of Soul Soils product, they're planting a tree. That's pretty awesome. Right. And they right. can help decide where that tree's planted. And they get to decide where it gets planted. Yeah. Want it right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think the one-for-one one model really helps that, like, sink in. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm buying yeah. one bag, I'm buying two bags. I know this is planting two trees. That's amazing. What, rather than just, I'm, I'm buying percent of profits, which is super vague. Yeah, yeah you don't so, know like, how many yeah. trees they're actually planting. Percent so. of profits. Yeah, it is, it's a tangible number that people it's can, transparent. can um, understand. Yeah, we do, at Tonkadale, we talk about, you know, a percentage of revenue yeah. that gets donated uh, every year. We're at about 1% which is a pretty sizable number. And, yeah. But we're broadly supporting um, organizations, like community organizations in a way, and focused on specific kinds of organizations, schools, um, food security, diversity, inclusion, those kinds of things. So that's cool. what we do here. Okay. Um, but I love, I love that, uh, that one tree planted option. Let's talk about your products. So <laughs> uh, why are your soils so darn good? really the chunkiness so you want to have when you think about the root ball Mm -hmm. you want oxygen in there right so you want an aerobic environment and that is the key Uh and so peat-based soils peat is very cheap Uh it's also very bad for the environment to mine peat and to destroy that ecosystem so peat comes from bogs a lot of peat is mined in canada Mm -hmm. um, and in those bogs are stored a lot, a lot of carbon, carbon. Yes. is stored and sequestered in those bogs, and yes. so, and they've been made over hundreds of thousands. I think, it, I think of that's exactly right. Millions of years or something. <laughs> you know, not we're renewable. Not, we're not going for exact numbers here, but these resources are not quickly renewable by yeah. any means, and so there is a trend to uh, transition away from peat-based mixes, and you guys definitely are on the right track. Um, okay, so on with the soil. Why is it so good? <laughs> So, yeah, so you've got the chunkiness, so you've got the, the oxygen in the system, um, and then it's fast draining. Okay. So it doesn't stay wet, and mm-hmm. that's usually what kills your plant, okay. is the, the wet feet. Yes, wet feet against roots. Mm-hmm. It's a recipe for disaster. And a lot of the components, they're different sizes for particular reasons, but uh-huh. they store moisture and nutrients in them. So if you fertilize, it hangs on to that. Okay. Um, it allows the roots to take it up. Okay. Uh, so what are, let's start with the houseplant mix. I know this wasn't your uh, original, maybe original jumping off point. I yes. think you started with as a cactus lover, so you had the cactus gritty mix, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the houseplant mix because that's probably more broadly used. What are the components in the houseplant mix? So we have coconut coir. Mm-hmm. We have coconut chips. Okay. We have some perlite. We have pumice. Uh-huh. We have cotton burr compost. Okay. And the houseplant mix is the only one of our soil mixes that has compost. It is, okay. And so it mm-hmm. need, you need more organic material, you need more moisture and nutrient mm-hmm. retention yep. for houseplants, obviously, than you do from desert plants like cacti and Right, right. Um, we've got leca. Leca, yeah, there. that's the, that's real chunky. And then calcined clay. Calcined clay, yeah. So uh, the coconut coir is the substitute for peat moss. Yes. Yep, all right. So from there, let's go into the cactus greedy mix, and how does that differ from the houseplant mix? So you've got a little bit different mix of components. Okay. And so you don't have perlite in there. You don't have compost. Um, it's, it's grittier okay. than the houseplant mix. And, it, and it's more designed for arid plants. Arid so plants. it dries a little faster. doesn't hang out to as much water. Okay. We want to mimic that desert environment yeah. that your cacti are used to, where they yeah. come from in nature. Yeah. Right? Awesome. 
We covered the components of the houseplant mix. We talked about the cactus gritty mix. Those are two of our most popular sellers. We sell it in the two-quart size and also the one-gallon size. Um, and from soil mixes, you branched off into some other items, soil amendments. Yes. So we have three product lines right now. Uh-huh. It's it's the soils. We have five soils that are in the okay. soil mix. We well, have... let's, let's just review the five soils. Sure. So we've got... <laughs> from the top. Okay. So the five soil mixes that we offer, um, and you can kind of think of it as a sliding scale of grittiness. Yes, yes. The most gritty mix we offer that's going to retain the least amount of moisture and nutrients is the bonsai mix. Okay. Very gritty, very rocky. Right. Then you've got your cactus gritty Mm -hmm. mix. You've got your succulent gritty mix. Okay. You've got the houseplant chunky mix. And then the orchid mix is kind of its own. It's its yeah, own it doesn't island. really very, fit in very that. Chunky. It's for epiphytes. It's barky, very chunky. barky. You yeah. could also, I think, you could use the orchid mix as an amendment too, you if could. you wanted yeah. to. Yeah. If you had, uh, you know, maybe another soil you wanted to chunkify or make it better for aeroids. Yes. Yeah, you could. That would be a good people way to use it. Often ask if they're able to use it as the soil itself or if they need to mix other soil in, which I think is interesting. With the orchid it, mix? it's so different. Yeah. No, all of our mixes. Oh, all of your mixes. A lot of people ask if they okay. are allowed to use the houseplant as itself, which is absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it seems weird to it's us. how it is designed. If you think about it, it, it makes sense because yeah. a lot of the soil that people have seen before is just like peat-based, uh-huh. you know, big box yeah. traditional mix, which looks nothing like... It doesn't. It, I mean, you're I, on your bag. You say this is not granola. Don't eat it. Yeah, it makes <laughs> makes a terrible granola. Oh, it says makes do not a eat. Makes a granola. terrible granola. <laughs> I thought that was that really was funny. on our original packaging. Yeah. And then so one big win. Mm-hmm. My original boss at Target. Yeah. When I was in finance. Yeah. His husband is a creative. He works for a creative firm. That's that right. Does General Mills uh-huh. and Hershey's. So like the Reese's bats and Easter eggs and things like that. They do all the branding. And so he loves plants Mm -hmm. and they had a a boozy brunch and they stopped by the shop afterward. Um, I opened it up for him on the weekend. Um, He just wanted to walk around and see it. And then at the end he was like, I would love to redo your packaging. He's like, can I just redo it? Yeah. He's like, how married to this packaging are you? I was like, like, kind of married, but like, (laughs) I trust you. Yeah. Uh, And we, we're smart to trust him. Yeah. <laughs> your your much, new packaging is awesome. Remember, as you were developing it, I think it was really sweet of you. You sent me the yeah, designs and you asked for a little feedback. I like I looked at it and I was like, "This is awesome." I, <laughs> I have no feedback. I loved the colors. <laughs> I thought the layout was beautiful. Um, you know, as a retailer, some of the things that yes, we w- were looking for with the packaging, mm. although it wasn't like a make or break, was. Um, like the bag standing up straight. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was one of them. And, and then waterproof. Waterproof yeah. and kind of UV fade proof. Because mm-hmm. in a greenhouse setting, you have so much light. And so those label, the stick on labels, I think you, I liked the brown paper yeah. packaging that was really like nice craft. and organic, the craft paper. Um, but then with the stickers and stuff, if they got wet or too much sun, they would fade or bleed. Um, in a way, we were selling the soil so fast, it didn't necessarily matter. But you know that whatever's in the front gets faded first. Yeah. So then you got to kind of like we couldn't have been happier with the with the new packaging. Yeah. The we had packaging. So many problems. We heard all fe- kinds of feedback yeah. about the labels running because we yeah. were printing them on like inkjet printers. Yeah. Exactly. We had no barcodes. Yeah. If that little yeah, ridge right. on the bottom got bent, they wouldn't stand up straight. So. That's right. Yeah, we're we're thrilled with how it turned out. Yeah, the packaging is really great. And then are the are the bags compostable or recyclable? recyclable? No, we really wanted them to be. They're recyclable. They're recyclable. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I know. In the compostable, the problem is it, it's hard to find a good product. Right. Well, so especially they start to break down on the, the shelf. The breakdown. Yeah, the weather. Okay. Mm. Water. 
that makes yes. sense. Yes, right. yes. So you have the soil line, you have the amendment line. Let's talk about your amendments. Yeah, so we offer specific amendments that we use in our own soil mixes okay. for other DIYers out there yeah. that want to yeah. make their own mixes or they kind of like what we've done, but they want to do something slightly different for their own plants. Right. Um, and a lot of these amendments are hard to find or they're hard to find in usable quantities mm -hmm. that are not full pallets or you know, right. 50 liter sacks that someone yeah. in the condo is not going to want you know, <laughs> to have anywhere to keep. Yeah. So, And it's interesting. A lot of people haven't branded certain amendments really. Okay. Like they're just, it's hard to find. And right. That's so you what, either that's need like a commercial to, account to or you need to find okay. like a intense like gardening supply company that can mm. provide that. So. <clears throat> so the amendments you're offering, I know we carry the Chunky Perlite. So we offer the Chunky Perlite. We offer the LECA, which is by far our most popular. Oh, yes, the LECA. Well, some people like to grow strictly in LECA. Yeah, I've they never, do. They do. I've never they jumped do. on that band bandwagon Nor myself. Neither have I. I'm just, like, very confused. <laughs> it's very confusing. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. you gotta, you got to be paying attention. So we do the Chunky Perlite, the LECA, um, calcined clay, and pumice. Pumice. We pumice just is really hard to mm -hmm. find. We just picked up the pumice. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. So tell me, what do we use the pumice for other than scraping our winter <laughs> scaly feet in the winter? It's a, it's just another one of those amendments that mm -hmm. is allows oxygen in, allows water to freely drain and uh -huh. it will still hold on to some of it, that moisture for the, the it takes up space in the soil. Mm -hmm. It's porous. It's like uh -huh. very porous. And how is pumice? Volcanic how does rock. it, it's volcanic rock. How does it differ from perlite? Perlite is substantially lighter in weight mm -hmm. and perlite the way that I've, it's been described and what I've read is it's it's superheated mm -hmm. in some sort of oven and it pops like popcorn. Yeah, so it's, a, it's, it's like a, volcanic glass. It's volcanic glass heated, mm -hmm. yeah, and then it kind of pops. Okay. And then the calcine, calcined clay, did I say that correctly? Uh -huh. That one is often used in a bonsai mix, and I think folks also use it uh, for doing kokodama. You can use a bonsai mix or add calcined clay to soil. Yes. Doing kokodama, you know, moss ball planting. Mm -hmm. uh, tell, tell us about what folks are using the calcined clay for mostly. Some people use it as a topper, especially okay. for like a desert type of aesthetic. Okay. Um, I, I've seen it at a lot of farmer's markets. People will t okay. exclusively top all their plants with it. Um, but we use it in all of our mixes. Okay. So it's just a, it's a smaller component that uh -huh. would be essentially like replacing sand. Yeah. Sand doesn't, it's like a small marble. Uh -huh. And so like no, no water is going through the actual body of the okay. sand. Um, and then this is super porous, so it allows water to go. All right. Let, let me remember back to uh, soil science 101 in college. <laughs> There's like a spectrum of ion exchange, and I can't remember which way it goes. Sands yes. on one end, clays on the other. We'll have to look this up. Something about <laughs> ion exchange, and that has to do with like nutrient uptake and soil holding the nutrients, etc. Yeah, if it doesn't have... Um, that cation exchange ability, then, then yeah, the plant uh -huh. yeah, cannot survive. Okay. Yes, and we have um, throughout us before we landed on our mixes officially, we mm -hmm. we found friends that I had developed over time on Instagram who are um, botanists, people who are soil science PhDs. Uh -huh. um, so a lot of times, questions like that, I, okay. I just get direct feedback from from friends of mine. Yeah, I'd have to do a little bit of studying yes. for the total recall. And we. So we have our soils, we have our amendments, yep. and then we have the decorative toppers. Yeah, so they, let's talk about the toppers. They can serve as a uh, protective layer for things like fungus gnats. Yeah, talk so more like about a physical, that. A physical barrier. Yeah. Um, it makes it harder harder for them to come in and out of that soil. Let's talk about fungus gnats life cycle. We get uh, questions mm -hmm. about dealing with fungus gnats a lot here at the retail uh, setting. Folks, yes. Uh, I mean, sometimes they come in the soil, not your soil. 
other soil. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're hard to get ours. rid of. They're hard to get yeah. rid of. So if, just for folks, uh, fungus gnats, they kind of look like fruit flies. And um, the adults actually lay their eggs in or near the soil, and the larvae hatch, and they um, swim kind of in those top few inches of soil in the damp soil, and they feed on mm-hmm. organic matter and actually root tissue, which can be harmful to plants. Um, you know, a, a massive infestation could... Um, ultimately kill your plant or introduce other disease. Yeah. Um, But they're definitely a nuisance and unsightly, and nobody wants to swallow a fungus gnat while living in your own home, right? Or have them constantly fly in front of your computer screen. Oh, yeah. You can't get any work done. Yeah, it's it's, it's bad. (laughs) It's really bad for productivity. So your soil toppers, what you're telling me, um, is there a great barrier, both for uh, the larva as they... Mm -hmm. Uh, as they change from young nymph stage to adult <laughs> stage, and also for the egg laying, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's all it's like functional and fashionable, right? And right. it looks beautiful. Right. It looks beautiful. So there's uh, three or four different colors. I know we carry mm-hmm. the gray, the gold, and the pink quartz. You call this yeah, Sahara the, red uh, pink quartz. The Sedona, Sedona red. red. Sedona red. So, you know. <laughs> But then we have Saharan gold, so it's confusing. Oh, Saharan gold. Yes. Kona gray. Sedona, Sedona red. red. I should have known. And know. then original soul is a mix of all three. Oh, the original soul. We haven't been carrying the mix. Mix your own. <laughs> mix your own. That's the name of the game. <laughs> I'm just kind of a purist when it comes to soil toppers. And we, you mentioned chunky perlite earlier. Right, right. Well, um, we forgot to talk about it. Well, we, I wanted to mention, mm-hmm. we heard about... TPIE, Tropical Plant yes. International Expo, from you. Yeah, we were chatting uh, when about we were here it. at a market over yeah. Christmas. And yeah. we took your advice and uh-huh. we went and we got a booth. Um, and then we ended up winning Cool Product of the Year for the Chunky Perlite. That was a big piece of it. So, Chunky awesome. Perlite, people just loved that huge size. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it was basically like that in our houseplant mix. We're, uh-huh. we're kind of the winners. Yeah. So, uh, if you've been following along, we try to get down to Florida in January. It's the Tropical Plant International Expo. And uh, what we're able to do uh, at Tonkadale is we go down a couple days early. We tour different growers of tropical plants, uh, check out some of the blooming stuff that's going to be growing for spring and also new varieties, what's coming down the line. And then there's a conference at the convention center. The last year has been in Tampa. I think it's moving maybe to Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale yeah, next year. Yeah. Fort Lauderdale next yeah. year. So it'll give the... Uh, East Coast Floridians a little time to shine. Um, Perfect. And then there's a trade show, and so you guys got a, actually uh, kind of a spot outside of the trade show. But I think you ended up getting a lot of traffic. You threw that together fast. It was a last too. minute edition. Yeah, last minute edition. We talked to you about it here yeah, right before summer, Christmas, yeah. and the yeah. the expo was 18th through 20th of January, so we yeah. had barely a month to scrape it together. So we thought there's no way we're going to get a booth at this point. Yeah. We made some phone calls. We mm-hmm. got in uh-huh. as like a last minute addition. So we got kind of the outside area, yeah. but everybody's coming in the yeah. front door there. So yeah, we got, so I think we got a lot by. of traffic before people were yeah. overwhelmed by the massive exactly. amount of And there's inside. most of the vendors at the trade show are plant growers, tropical plant yeah, growers, right, right. foliage growers. Uh, there's a few like hard goods vendors, but not mm-hmm. many. And it was more plant focused. More sure. plant focused, but uh, you definitely stood out with your branding. Um, how did you throw together a booth in like three weeks? Well, we didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't have a plan really. Okay. And then I was uh, on a work trip, and 
I started Googling it, and I think this is a pretty common occurrence where someone gets in last minute. Yeah. Uh, and I found something called next day display. Next day display. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for next day display. <laughs> so that is what we used. And then I, I reached out to um, Ty, our, uh, the person who does our yeah. branding, and he helped us build yeah. um, some like good, good designs for our um, tablecloth and then for like a 10-foot stretch display behind yeah so you had like you had the backdrop you had the tablecloth and then yeah. you had a sampling of all your products now and then i ran to target and bought a bunch of stuff that was able to make it look nice and yeah it was, <laughs> like it was in someone's home basically yeah it was really cute yeah and then the funny thing the thing that i thought was really funny is you like packed all the soil in your suitcases yep yeah yeah it was a nightmare and did you have to weigh <laughs> them to make sure they weren't too uh-huh. heavy oh yeah you stood on a scale <laughs> with the bags in our hands. That's okay. how we weighed them. Yeah. So you're like, get on the scale. You're like, okay, yeah. tear. Plus, you know. plus how many? Okay. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of zipping and unzipping, moving one buy, bag to the next one. You can buy a luggage scale. I have seen that. I have seen that. You, we might need to hook. invest in that. It's a little hook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could weigh your kid with it. Yeah. Perfect. Just like tie them in, in like a... You know, like the stork, and then just weigh them. <laughs> you don't even have to go to the doctor. See, I just yeah saved you all that time. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was really fun to see you guys at TPA and have you yeah, been so successful. And uh, you know what's really fun for me is I like to be like, oh, who cares soul soils? Do you care soul soils? Like, no, I haven't heard of it. You love you? that too. <laughs> oh yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting up there. This is going to be my 18th spring in the greenhouse actually today april 1st i'm going into my eighth year of ownership at tonkadale so i've been around a while and uh (laughs) i I, i'm i don't have a lot of friends friends in my real life but i have a lot of horticulture friends and so it's really fun to see uh soul soils popping up on folks's instagram accounts kind of across the country and just know that there's that local connection that kind of started right here in a way at Tonkadale. I mean, it yeah. was, it was I mean, your baby, it, it really your is. brand. This you guys is, are doing all the work, but... Tonkadale is a big piece of our story and our success, <laughs> so, so we that's appreciate so you. <laughs> sure. That's yep. so fun. We're proud to represent the Twin Cities. Today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's it's really uh, just like a really great, usable product. What I mean, what else do you guys want to tell me about? Well, I think it's interesting. You mentioned Instagram and you're seeing us pop up on other, other mm-hmm. retailer friends of yours. We... The, re- the reaction that we get is mm-hmm. so positive and so full of energy. People mm-hmm. are so excited. Yeah. And, like, people post about it all the time and, and tell their friends. And so um, we, and we get reviews on our wholesale site. And okay. a lot of times it's like, yeah, if you when someone buys it, they're for sure going to tell a friend. And now someone else is going to come in and buy it. But people just get so excited. Well, you know what I think part of that is, too, is your packaging, your branding, yeah, and your tree for tree. Yeah, that's a big piece. Um, uh not going to name any names here, but in this industry, the packaging for potting mm-hmm. soils, amendments, solutions like neem oil. Um, well, there's now there's a really uh, fabulous uh, neem oil brand, We the Wild, that we also carry. Yeah, we're friends with them on Instagram. You're friends, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll have to meet them in real life. I know. The packaging and branding is not cute. It's oh, in the industry. Generally. In the industry yeah, in general. It's a lot and to be desired. Almost offensive. Like, it hurts your eyes to look at it because... The yellow is so bright. And the red, it's just like... Yeah, it's like outrageous. (laughs) Some of it is outrageous. And And there's too much information all over it. It's like, what is going on? Hard to digest. Um, Your product line is streamlined and straightforward. Mm -hmm. You can understand it. It's not too vast. You're not trying to do... the window so you can see what's going on in there. You can see it. You can see the soil. Actually, yeah, that is unique to your brand too, Mm -hmm. that window so you can see what the soil looks like. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I think 
people are excited about it because it's it's easy to look at. It's easy to display. It really um, it helps level up your merchandising, um, and you know yeah. it's going to fit in with. It looks great with your you know uh, displayed with your terracotta pots, and you can really just it like find a home for it really easily. There's a nice aesthetic appeal to it. Yeah, that's sure. what I was trying to say. The um, aesthetic is great. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the presence on the shelf is pretty cool, and I know a lot of people wanted before we got the new packaging, they wanted to merchandise in line with plants. Yeah. And it wasn't waterproof, so you couldn't. Yeah. Um, and so that was a big piece of that. But now I think it looks so nice that, like, yeah. you kind of want to yeah. merchandise it with plants. Yeah, put it with plants. Put it with the plants. Yes. Well, guys, it's been amazing having you on the podcast today. Thank Thanks you for, for having taking us. the time. Sorry for our little delay, but we got this. Uh, anyway, I wish you the best of luck with uh, the next few months ahead. I know you have some big decisions. And, yeah, you know... We certainly do. Some risks to take. You yeah, might, we got to jump in. You might both jump feet in both sometime feet. here. Well, I mean, you have a couple of employees, right? Yeah, we've got yeah, eight or nine. Eight employees? <laughs> yeah. We're growing quickly. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. At your desk jobs. In January. Huh? We had two in January. Yeah. I think, and now we're, yeah, we're up to eight. And TPA, you crushed us. <laughs> we were like, okay, we got to start hiring. Okay. You have eight employees. You're shipping out 7,000 bags of soil per day. Yeah, we're sending a lot of pallets. We're sending pallets. a lot of individual USPS boxes. It's kind of all over the place. Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing uh, what <laughs> your future holds. You have an amazing product. Congratulations, guys. And happy spring. Yes, Thanks. happy spring. <laughs> Weather wouldn't look like that, but yeah. Well, we'll get th there. That's it for uh, Your Greenhouse Home, the podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, and thank you to John and Travis from Soul Soils. We'll see you next time. That's it for this week's episode of Your Greenhouse Home, the podcast. I am your host, Jesse. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at Tonkadale.